fucking good time. <laughs> Pressing the button, missus. Okay. I know. Okay, good. That's what Instagram says. Could have gotten embarrassing quickly. <laughs> Just sitting right over there looking at us. <laughs> Hi, Jay. <laughs> Hi, Mrs. <laughs> Is that how we're starting it now? No, I was like, Hi, Jay. Hi, that's, how, that's what she would say from the other room. Oh, is that what she would say? I don't know. Okay. It was, it's hard to explain Should things. we restart the show? No. Is it that bad? No. <laughs> Everyone knows I'm mad. No, you're awesome. I'll you're own great. it. We've had a hell of a day already. Uh, start the show here. Hello. Oh, gosh. I didn't wipe that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all right. I'll do it in a minute. Um, welcome back, everybody. Uh, today is Wednesday, February 20th, 2019. My name is Jay Ryan. This is Nicole Ryan. We are the Ryans, and this is It's Tonight's Show. Woo-hoo. Can you believe it? <laughs> no. <Just kidding. laughs> uh, our guest is Renee Olstead today, and she will be in here in a few minutes, and we're going to uncover uh, the many facets of what we have in common and how we know each other and everything. Uh, but in the meantime, Mrs. Ryan, how the hell are you doing? I am on a whirlwind ride. I forgot until you just told Renee that we already left today and we already did something. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. Yeah, we were up wicked early. Um, today is the big kickoff kickoff launch i don't know whatever you call it they all left for the three pedal posse uh palm springs modernism the professor run i don't know a lot of names to this thing but a bunch of people out in the parking lot with cool cars driving together to palm springs um and we went uh, to go see them off we, we wanted to go on, on the trip very much but we've got shows all week and then breakfast club and then the magnus thing on saturday so we just there would there just wasn't time no can't um, do everything but we did see them off and i did make a quick little video if you want to see it yeah all right before, with no pop and circumstance, I don't think we called it or anything, but uh, roll it out. Have a great Woo! class, everybody. We pet a posse. Woo! Don't slow you down. It was so nice to see everyone. And the Seattle guys, I love. I know. It was very cool. And um, I didn't realize they'd be surprised to see us. And they were all so delighted. And I think that, um, I don't know. I don't know. We really made their day. I don't mean that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It was. Uh, 
it was very fortuitous all around, I felt. Yeah. I felt like everybody was feeling it. Good vibes on a Wednesday. Yeah. It um, was super nice. Yeah. Safe travels to those guys. I know you're going to have a great time. No doubt about that. Um, so that's this morning. Mrs. Ryan, yesterday. Yeah. Kathy Ladman. Jeez oh, Louise. I don't know. I hope it's not rude. I think I have a new celebrity crush a little bit. I, I just adored everything about her, her energy and everything. Uh, and we became Facebook friends and I saw her thing on there and she's just like, we're clearly kindred. That's Clearly awesome. kindred. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you so much to Kathy Ladman. We loved getting to meet you, getting to Love. know you and can't wait to do more because we really just scratched the surface. We, I, I wanted to talk about Johnny the whole time. I was just nerding out. <laughs> she had some great stories. She's, and many more. It was off the air. It yeah. just, it was like, oh, we got to, Let's just do it again really soon. Yeah. She said she just emailed before the show starting started today saying something similar. Like, can't oh, wait awesome. to come back and that's, talk more. That's amazingly cool. Yeah. Um, Love. Also with that, I wanted to give another thanks to Ray Schaefer from um, Porsche. Porsche Classic over there, but Porsche Experience Center Atlanta. Uh, he runs the Heritage Collection. I mean, he's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know what his actual title is over there, but I know he's got his hand in everything. Uh, Ray Schaefer, we love you so much. It meant so much to us that you, uh, that you put that together, that you went and did it, that you included us, that you thought to do it for us, all of the above. He knows I love Brumos. He knows that we've been dying to see the collection and we want to go there in person and check it out. Um, and just the fact that we're doing this all together is very, very cool. To it me. is it such really a warms nice little family we've got. It's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Ray. Look at you with your telefunken thing. I wore my uh, my three-petal posse today for the boys as, that's they, as they all departed. Awesome. All right. That's uh, that's <laughs> Well, it's time to go back east. Yeah. Check in with Brooke and the Kazman. Let's find out. Ryan, Brooke and the Kazman coming to you live from the Red House. There it is. There's everybody. So we're talking about how mom just laughs hysterically when people get injured, like me or my father or something like that. She didn't make, make a great meal, but we just want to share some fun stories and say hello from everybody here, mom. Say hello. Hello, Jay. Hi. No, Nicole, how are you doing? You got the right thing. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? Hey, yeah, uh, hey, how you doing? Hey, and I did show the other night. I don't know if you saw my comment, but I really enjoyed that show. It was really good. There you go. What's that guy's name? That's it. She liked the show with that guy. <laughs> the, other night. the guy. The guy from the thing. Anyway, love you guys. It was it random. Oh, oh yeah, Pisachich, not um, not a piece of quiche or whatever it was. <laughs> love you guys. Piece of quiche. Pisaki. So what was it, Pisakich? Pisashi. Now I forget. Pisakich? I thought it was softer. Did you happen to get what it was? Pisakich? Pisakich? No, you didn't get it either. Well, day three on this saga. Let's take a look. Brooke with an E. It's probably Pisakich. Pisakich. Say it again on the next one, bro. Mm-hmm. Gonna, gonna need another pass. Uh, request it. I mean, I go on a limb and say I think something's up because you friended me yesterday on Instagram. This is this is Instagram. Then I don't know. Figure it out, Brooke. Well, she's already following us, but I have to request her to follow. You see That's what I'm weird. saying? That's where I'm just kind of like, because <laughs> I didn't start this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was. Fine. Figure it out, guys. That's where I'm at. 
All right, that's good. Uh, oh, look at that. It's time. It's time, Mrs. Ryan, already. Holy cap. Uh, it's time to ask the question that's on everyone's oh, mind. Really? What is going on? What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? I'm going to start by saying hello to two of our new comedian friends. Al Descharm and his comedy partner Al Romas. Oh, from uh, what's their comedy? What's their uh, two dicks? The two dicks. The two dicks. Yeah. Um, because this headline, just all I could think of was them, because it's hilarious. I think they'll understand why you should. Detectives, use it. old school detectives, like from the old days. Yeah, Those and they're the doing dicks. a whole bunch of new episodes, like webisodes, and they're launching. They're like talking about it a lot on Facebook. But awesome. This headline was. Board pilot writes, I'm bored, and draws two dicks in the sky. <laughs> so I just, it made me laugh so hard, so I had to say hi to work. Are we talking about the military uh, out over Paris? Um, it's happened a few times where they, they, they go and they, they fly in a dick pattern, but of course, because it's all tracked by the government, then you, you look at it on a computer screen and it's just a... This one was in you know Australia. Like. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, it was someone's training Dicks flight. Dicks all over the place. It was a flight training mission or whatever, and like that's what he did. I'm looking right past you at the Superbad poster there, and knowing that you worked on the Superbad movie with those guys, uh, all I can think of is that in the movie of um, Jonah Hill's character, which is in real life Seth Rogen, of course. Now, I don't know which one was really doing this in real life whether it was evan or seth but one of them had an addiction to drawing dicks and then they included it in the movie remember that yeah all sorts of them and then there was a whole story it was very funny yeah it reminds me of the same thing that people was just odd phallic infatuation totally just hilarious so good luck to our comedian guys else uh fun you can follow them at the two dicks which i think is so funny um a question i hear from people and i read about a lot and I just thought I would throw it out there because there was this neat study. Well, there's always studies, but there was a neat insight that explained it to me better that maybe I can explain it better to people. The question is really, why do heavy emotions make people tired? The specific article I read was about depression, like why are depressed people so tired? But mm-hmm. it's really with every emotion. And basically, I have a theory on this. It's very, very simple, but I'm curious to hear what this study came up with. Scientists have determined that depression interplays with neurotransmitters that that work with energy and emotions and stuff. I there there's a lot of chicken or egg. Like, is it because you sleep all the time that you don't want to do anything or whatever? Everyone's looking at symptoms. There's only one thing that runs the whole thing, and it's up here. If you figure out what's going on up here, then the other stuff isn't an, an issue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my opinion is people who are depressed are worrying a lot. They're thinking about all sorts. They're burning tremendous amounts of energy up here, even though they're not running marathons and everything else. It's, thinking requires a tremendous amount of energy. You're still burning energy. People don't know that always. And so that's why a lot I, of these studies. That surprises me. I, I, I appreciate you pointing that out to me over and over because it surprises me every time. I'm reminded every time I read these articles because it's an underlying truth that I know that makes makes a lot of this make so much more sense to me. But they seem like they're in the dark. A lot of these articles. If your mind is right, you're not getting sick. You're not totally. doing a lot. I mean, there's, a, there's so much power you have, we all have, once you harness it and, you know, focus it in the right direction. Yeah. Also, so, a lot of people aren't willing to cut out all of the ancillary yeah. shit that doesn't, that is not at all required in their life that just simply 
burns energy. And quite frankly, sometimes depression is a matter of trying to keep all that shit together when yeah. you don't even need to. <laughs> trying, to trying to keep it rained in time. Yeah, and by the way, that's all of us. That's it's not like, oh, yeah. people do that and we're, we're excluded. No, everybody. We all do it. We all do it. It's a struggle. Um, it just, to that, it plays with energy. So keep Still in mind. requested. Still on the hook. Get on it, man. Um, I'm sure she's working and everything. I mean, our timing schedule, you know, but I mean, but it's been a couple days in a row now, so you'd think maybe. (laughs) Check in. (laughs) Turn your auto thing on. Why are you so private? What's going on in Connecticut that you're so private? (laughs) Serving quiche all the wrong hours over there? Overnight shift? That's a really good question. Um, If you superficially love the water, but don't really go in it a lot, like me. Superficially um, love the water. That's interesting. You love everything about it, but... Yeah, like I, I lived by the beach for years and didn't go. Like yeah. it's not my jam always. But you. we're missing out because sharks are obviously there. Um, but they're really old. They're like 400 million years old. And this is actually about sharks we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So sharks are 4 million. To, uh, okay, got it. There's been a tremendous amount about great white sharks lately. They're all over the place. They're getting smarter. They're attacking different things. Yeah, well, I look at this as like evolution, like 400 million years of evolution. They finally had enough. And so for people like me that avoid the water, it's like, yeah, have a look because they've got some really neat DNA, like chromosome, like self body, like how to regrow flesh and how to like decrease blood clots and stuff. Are we talking about a potential cure for cancer? That's what I read this morning. The the cure for cancer could lie within uh, great white sharks. All that does for me is point to the movie that was came out the year I moved here called Deep Blue Sea. You remember that? Saffron yeah. Burroughs and LL Cool J and a bunch of tons of tons of people. Sam I do Jackson. remember that. It was uh, in that movie. It was um, I think it was Alzheimer's. They were they were whatever. There was some you know they would extract this big fluid from the this is a universal sign for giant syringe. <laughs> 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 they would uh, extract this fluid from the thing and somehow it was a you know there was a everything you're talking about. I think they're looking into it. I don't think, I, you know, of course. Jurassic Park's happening now, right? They're all yeah. the freezing embryos and then they're, re, you know, they can remake animals later. Yeah. So this is the same thing. It sounds similar, but like it's interesting to explore as like a template for like, they're going to say at some point like, oh, humans can do this too because blah, blah, blah. Right. Because like reptiles, they can like, you know, you cut a tail off a lizard and it grows back. And theoretically, if you could, uh, you know, have that element. Yeah. So. You'd be a wicked good fighter. Because <laughs> you wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> Be the best. Um, so that's that. And then lastly. <laughs> Who are we? Um, okay. We found another moon around Neptune, which brings it to like 13, which is cool only be- only in that it's uh, in astrology for me. Well, oh. It, uh, it Neptune's a planet of imagination and unconditional love and faith and like looking at things. So to have a, have another moon, moons are emotions and they're like uh-huh. seeds. So to have another moon that circulates it, for scientists they were like, oh, how'd that get formed? How did they get a new moon? And they're like, oh yeah, a comet went by and hit the other one and like added another one to the orbit. But for astrology, it adds another emotional layer to what you look at. Mm. So I think it's super neat. Oh. And that's what's happening. Oh, holy smokes. And that's been what's going on. I like what you're turning this segment into. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> 
No, you know what I mean? It was one of those things in the beginning, you weren't sure what to do it. And I kind of said, oh, well, I think you should probably start here and then whatever. And I think you're into the whatever phase. And it's I'm enjoying watching you work. Thanks. Yeah. The whole is the whole point was so that people could kind of get this sort of became, you know what I mean? Even though we're. (laughs) So the whole point was to get a little more of you. And I feel like you're starting to do that, which is great. Instead of just reading the card or whatever, you know? Yeah. I'm going to go on. I'm going to go out there and say that my brain has grown things to you and I can put yeah. things together better. So that's why. But in the meantime, I can just I'll talk take better. the compliment and point out that I'm still on the hook. Over Get here. on it, guys. I all, every every I don't do this in my life. This I know. Is not I that's why it's so crazy. All I want to do is undo it because I don't follow private profiles. I know. I can't stand that. Silly. Mm. Kaz. Mm. I don't know. But we love you guys. All right, Mrs. Ryan. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. Please. (laughs) Uh, We'll get Renee Olstead in here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a variety of things, including, we should point out, she is also a Porsche wife. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. right. Uh, When we come back, Renee Olstead will be right here. Or after this.
back. Welcome back. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. We are here. Renee Olstead is with us, and I am delighted to get this whole thing going so that both we can get to know each other and also we can kind of tell everybody else about it. I you. have some questions, too. Oh, Renee. please. Oh, good. Do you want to start there? Well, okay, so how, how did you guys decide to start Breakfast Club? Because that's how I met you guys. Yeah. All right. Breakfast Club. Well, in that case, then we should probably should start with Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> they all know that part. Um, but we did meet you through Breakfast Club. Yeah. So one, all right. So a friend of ours, Gus, goes to Breakfast Club yes. with his 911, 74 Carrera, really beautiful, white with the ducktail and the whole thing. Um, one day, I was at, we were at a different event. I think it was maybe Cars and Coffee in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. The last one, as a matter of fact, it was. It was the last one at that location. And uh, Gus introduces me to a friend of his. Hey, this is my friend Tommy. You know, and it's kind of like you know how many people you meet, especially when you're actually out in an event like shaking hands and whatever. And uh, my friend Tommy's thinking about getting one, and th- that's what I really. I mean, like that is the most common. Seriously, so yeah. tell me everything you know about Porsches so I can make an informed decision. It's like I'm not the guy. Find another guy. Tell me right now. Tommy was like, I said, what are you looking at? And he was rattled it off. He's like, well, right now I'm between two, but right now I think it's going to be this. And, and I'm thinking about it. And I was like, wow, this guy sounds like he's kind of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At the very least, he's no bullshit. You know what right. I mean? He's not just, a, oh, I've been thinking about it for not four years. Dream. and one it's day. like yeah. legit researched. and When Tommy to go. goes in on something, he becomes like an encyclopedia of information. It's so impressive. And I'm trying to think how many people do we know who like, they have the money but it's just to, to make a decision is yeah. like a big deal for them yeah anyway so that was a it was a cars and coffee event so that was on sunday the following friday the following <laughs> breakfast club gus comes up and he brings a black car behind him following him <laughs> up and uh i don't know anything about it and out gets tommy and he's yeah. like so i did it and I was like, is this the car he's like this is the one and it was exactly what he did so immediately he was in and almost under my skin is like this guy's like me, Mr. Impulsive, but he knows what he wants. And it's like, not it a new was... car, right? It's like no, a no. year and a thing. So research was involved to like. Oh yeah, find... they have a yeah, they have a beautiful old classic. Tommy is the absolutely. king of research. I've I've learned a lot from him, and I don't know enough about Porsches. I I do love classic cars. I had uh, for a while. I had a uh, a '66 Malibu SS. I got it like at the Pomona swap meet, and we did like that's a the cool full, car. Like, Frame off restoration. And I just was too precious with it. I just would literally never drive it. I guess That's it's like incredible. probably a nice way of saying they're just like riddled with anxiety, but I'm like, <laughs> I know how much this paint cost. And like, oh, I would do like short little element. drives, but it was just like, I just want it to stay here and be perfect. Once and you spend the money on it, it's, it's that's what people totally. always do. Like, don't paint it because you won't drive it, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. So anyway, so he shows up with this car. Holy crap. It's awesome. And did you come with him the first time? I can't remember. No. If this, okay. No. So another time, now that I know Tommy, he comes up with his wife. Mm-hmm. And, oh, so nice to meet you. I know nothing of his wife. I knew he was married. Maybe. I don't even know. But you get out of the car. Very <laughs> nice to meet you. Oh, my wife's over here. Oh, you guys should totally. You guys then sort of like chummed up a little bit in the fact that you've at least had some conversations and know one each other, uh, know one another a little bit now. I don't know anything about you until she booked you on the show. And then I was like, oh, Tommy's wife. (laughs) And I I was like, she has an IMDb. And (laughs) I don't know. I just, I didn't know what I was getting into. So you have this whole other thing that you are incredibly impressive. And I can't wait to find out all of the stuff that she already knows. And I want to tell them about. Um, And then I want to circumvent back to what do you think about the Porsche? And I'll tell you anything you want to know about Breakfast Club. But right now I want to make it about you. Okay. Um... I guess the, the, the quick, like, bio No, I mean, who are, who are you? Where are you who from? How did I'm it from, start? I, 
was born in Texas. Okay. Uh, I started singing very young. I signed to Warner Brothers, I think, at 12. And um, I was also on a series at that time, too, called Still Standing, which was a, a sitcom that I sort of grew up on. That's a network one, yeah? Yeah, it was on CBS. We okay. Like, before Everyone Loves Raymond. I was starting to was show it, my age. It was Jamie Gertz, right? <laughs> Jamie Gertz and Mark Addy. Yeah. Jamie's fantastic. It was, so it was Mark, really obviously. really funny, yeah. Yeah. I remember it, like being people saying it was really good. Well, I will Which say that like always she, I love her. I just I love her. It was a great show, but it was also like a family. Like the, the whole experience of working there was love so fantastic. That. And how many seasons was that? It was at least a couple. Four, seasons. It was either four or five. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good a, run. It was a very good run. Uh, so I was doing that while I started making my first album for Warner Brothers under David Foster, uh, oh. who did my first two records. And um, funny. Do you story. fancy yourself a musician first? I, I think it's. Uh, I, I've been really lucky to work in in both disciplines or whatever but i i feel like they're totally different like for with, me without a doubt yeah with with acting it's easy you walk in it's like okay there's a part that i'm playing you're just thinking about like the motivations of that character because that's that's static when you're doing your own music it's sort of like a representation of yourself and like what do i want to present and who am i and what am i saying and is there a message and yeah it gets a lot more complex <laughs> it's nice that you think about stuff like that i don't think everyone does but it's super rad that you do probably think too much yeah well, <laughs> just a little bit sure you're burning too much energy exactly <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah but uh yeah that's uh sort of the rundown of uh how my career sort of got started wow uh fun fact this is not the first time i've seen this dust because this was on letterman right yeah this is in the chairs too this is actually letterman's old stuff awesome i was a musical guest on letterman years ago what and year this is like, oh, this is from the 90s, probably. No. This stuff. Oh, this, this stuff. stuff. Okay. All right. Might have been a different right after. I was, but the show. I was on the other side of the stage. Actually, kind of a funny story. I was wearing this new ring that like hadn't been sized and like was just something they put together for like the outfit that I was going to wear. So I, well, I... We should back this up. Were you the musical guest? I was the musical guest. You were the musical I guest the on musical Letterman. Guest. So you've done Letterman. I have done Letterman. That's so impressive, especially at what must have been a very young age Yeah, I was like probably like 15, something like that. That's Holy crazy. Cow. Yeah. Was I don't think I knew that part. It, yeah, it was, was it a big deal to you at the time? It was a huge deal to it me. Was. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, was, some people, and you know what I mean, it's just no. part of their trajectory. No, I was I was super excited about it, and I had like an outfit on. I had this ring that didn't quite fit, and he comes over afterwards to sort of shake my hand and close out the show. And, you know, I have a firm handshake. Letterman has a really firm handshake, and I had a bruise <laughs> around my finger. So you just see me, and I look so oh, excited, and given I was, but the facial expression that I'm making was like a... <laughs> It's just uh, <laughs> my, oh my fingers gosh. crushing just into pain. the. Anyway, oh, that's so that's so a fun funny. fact about what's that's <laughs> happening awesome. in my brain at that moment. It's weird being in that theater, though, isn't it? With yeah. the Beatles and, and Ed Sullivan and yes. the history, just being in the room, you can feel it. Oh, absolutely, and, and cold. Same, yeah, it's also very cold. But. It's frigid. Yeah, those were the the two big takeaways. This is incredible and also very cold. People don't realize like before you know they don't just come in and play the sh- the show like a first time. You know what I mean? There's they they come into the studio earlier and play the same song over Warm-ups. and over for camera blocking and everything. Rehearsal. Yeah, just to make sure everything works. Just everything. Um, so you're in there for a couple of hours. It's not like oh you just ha- you can't take cold for three and a half minutes. It's like no, you're in there for a couple hours and everyone else has got those big. Uh, varsity jackets on and everything else it was it was totally fine i was just being so it was one of the uh definitely one of the highlights good for you for sure. cool That's awesome all right so after you did letterman then what? <laughs> 
Then what? Um, I was on another series for about five years called The Secret Life of the American Teenager, which um, sort of a, a fun story. And this leads back to something we were talking about earlier. My best friend was also on that show. So what had happened was um, <laughs> I was in my apartment in Pasadena and uh, my friend Camille came over and she's like, oh, I just booked this untitled pilot today. And I was like, huh, I just booked an untitled pilot today. That would Crazy coincidence. It'd be really funny if it were the same one. Not only was it the same one, but we played best friends for five years. So no we've worked way. all the same days. Cool. It was it was really a, a dream amazing. come true. It was very cool. It it's very serendipitous. Happen. And neither one of us auditioned for those roles. Because I uh, initially tested for uh, Shay's role, which was like the uh, sort of the starring role. And I got one of those... We decided to go with someone else, but we will keep you in mind. I was like, yeah, I'm sure. Probably but they ended up writing time. a part for me. And then uh, the showrunner also worked with Camille uh, when she was working on uh, Seventh Heaven, because uh, the showrunner uh, was also the who, showrunner for Seventh Heaven. Who is Camille then? Camille Wimbush. Uh, she's a really good friend of mine. But and I just came back Heaven? from her birthday in Vegas. So That was her? It was her. That's, I was saying the last time that uh, I was in Vegas was for my, my wedding, and she was my maid of honor. So, But a Porsche uh, friend of ours was on that show, too. Barry Watson. Oh, yeah, we right run name? into him at the kitchen. Yeah. I don't think yeah. we worked the same days. Oh, okay. But no, no, no. I mean, on Seventh Heaven. Oh, on Seventh Heaven. Yeah, I'm, so I'm trying to figure out who your friend is from Seventh Heaven. Gotcha. I think she just had like a recor- recurring role, but oh, the, the showrunner was so impressed. Family or something. Okay, I yeah, gotcha. and she got placed on on the new show that the showrunner wow. was putting together. So That's it was awesome. just very serendipitous that two parts ended up getting written and two friends who've known each other uh, since we were. I think we met when we were 10, actually. So this is... Uh, Holy cow. Yeah. We should have like an anniversary party or something. <laughs> 20 yeah. years? Get on 20 it. years of friendship? <laughs> wow. a big deal. Um, Get a gift registry. <laughs> so you really have been acting the whole time. How did you do music at the same time? Because when you're on a show, I mean, that really requires a lot of time. Uh, it does. I, I usually Even worked, a sitcom. Yeah, sitcom was usually like maybe... Seven to four, because I, of course, was um, a minor, so I was doing schoolwork oh. on top of it. Who was your studio teacher? You uh, it was, no, we had a couple different ones oh. that sort of, like, came and go over the years. Um, came and went, rather. But, yeah, it was... They were really good teachers. They came and go. <laughs> <laughs> you corrected yourself. Clearly, though. I got slighted. You heard it. You heard it. I so heard you, it. I did. So they I were did. good teachers. Oh, that's so Dang. funny. Dang. Oh, that was good. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I uh, I would I would do that, and then afterwards, um, I would drive out to Malibu with my mom and record till you know midnight or so, and then drive back. And why Malibu? Were you at Shangri La or something? Uh, no, I was uh, working with a producer. No, no, the the, the, the Rubens. Stu- I meant I meant that seriously. The studios. You knew what I meant, right? Yes. Um, okay. da- David Foster <laughs> had a, a studio called Chartmaker out there, okay. and it was on his property. So uh, that's where we recorded the first two albums. No kidding. Yeah. All right, so we should talk about the albums and everything because I don't know this element. You're oh, a musician, also. Tommy's I am. a musician. That's how we life. met. Actually, he was in my band when I was touring. Get out of town! Wait, are you in Haim and I don't know it? Or no. Haim? Hey, I am. I uh, am. <laughs> <laughs> I am not in Haim. It's Haim. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, uh, I was on the road uh, promoting those albums, and and Tommy was in my touring band, and uh, it was funny, David. You know, was was talking to me. He's like, You're but not I don't know what the albums were. What was the name of your? Was it just, it was just your my name, name. Oh, Renee okay. Olstead? Okay, and forgive me for not no big knowing. Deal. No, it's totally it self-titled. There's so much music <laughs> out there, and so much good music to listen to. Like, and I mine 
my interest sort of stopped around 1995. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like everybody, the clock shuts off at one point, and Dave Matthews and Blues Travelers pretty much <laughs> it for me. <laughs> Everyone has to you that must be like oh, the Beach Boys, the oldies, yeah, the Four Tops. <laughs> <laughs> I love Duwop. All right, <laughs> I do too. Um, yeah, so I just must be showing I'm, my age. Is all I meant. I, I, I'm, I'm getting there slowly but surely. Good for you. Yeah. What kind of music do you like? I like everything. Really? I listen to all sorts of stuff. From what influences you? What kind of stuff do you pull from for your own? Well, if I had to say I have a favorite album, it would probably be Lady in Satin by Billie Holiday. Um, yeah. oh, I think wow. I probably learn more about music, especially like as a vocalist. Well, there's a classic. I mean, yeah. that's right there. I mean, Billie's such a huge influence for me to begin with but you add to it like just the sort of context of what that album was it was the you know her last studio album and she's like her voice is not at its best it, obviously yeah. um she was going through a lot and you know last album but was it also the end last was it towards the end of her life as yes. well okay it was the last album that she recorded and some of the choices and given also this is based off some of the things that i've read so i'm not sure this is exactly the motivation but like bringing in like the string string sections and like the orchestra sort of to like kind of fill in a the gaps more feeling and stuff you know to, because yeah. like Muffle she the make up exactly, for what isn't there, but, what used to but be but what the end result, in my opinion, is is just a masterpiece. You have a woman who... Uh, why I say I learned so much from that album is because she's not doing a whole lot. You know, it's the phrasing. It's the fact that, like, I, I cry when I listen to that album. It sounds mm -hmm. like you're listening to a friend that's, like, having a conversation with you about what's going on in their life. And it's so authentic. And, like, that's that to me... That's the rawness to me exactly. is, is, is what you probably got by not filling in with everything yeah. else. Exactly. But it's not the, like, the, the Mariah Carey sort of, like, do as much as you can and show, like, what you can do. And, like, sh that stuff's great. Also, obviously. Produced and not produced as much. Save it for but, the... I'm a drummer. Save it for the fills. <laughs> yeah. That's it, you know but, what I mean? Yeah, it's just sort of like not over singing and, and keeping uh, sort of on message and keeping that authenticity and phrasing and being able to really communicate emotion to the audience. And I think that that's why that album speaks to me so much. So you're a communicator, really. That's what I'm seeing now. You know what I mean? You have a bunch of different mediums for it, but you're a communicator, be it acting or, you know what I mean? You're, you're mm -hmm. getting a message across. I'll take that. That's awesome. Yeah, it, that's that's the goal. Yeah. That's what we fancy ourselves too, even though we're just kind of getting better at it. We kind of realize that. Oh, you that guys that's... are awesome. I was sitting over there and I, I watched uh, I watched some of your program, especially I watched Tommy's episode too. That was just like, God, they're so <laughs> they're so cool. I met you guys and I initially got such a great vibe from you. Like we such great energy. Felt the same. Yeah. Well, the feeling is mutual. Oh, Thanks. Gosh. You're all right. Yeah. Thanks. You can stay. all right, so back to Tommy. So wait, so we're bouncing all around here as yeah. usual, but you met Tommy. He was in your was band. In my band, yes. And you, you've obviously cr flirted with some boundaries well, there. No, 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 no. Okay, we didn't start dating until much later. Oh, but you that's how you knew each other. That's how we knew each other. We, at that point, hadn't toured as much because he was doing, uh, he was playing keyboard for me. So, you know, we had like a pianist, we had keyboard, and we had horns and it was a great young band that we were touring with and how big I, it sounds big uh no i mean it was like maybe six dudes oh, uh, okay. one of which by the way is a whole different other subject that i'd love to talk about which is john diversa uh who uh was my musical director initially when i was on the road and he just won three grammys for a very amazing project which i um i just penned an article about that i've uh, i've sent to a girlfriend of mine um, because I think it's such a spectacular project, and I just really want the world to hear about it. So we'll get to that. So congratulations to John Diversa. John Diversa. What's the project? 
he did a project uh and it's it's such a, a cool a cool concept it every song is introduced by dreamers so he worked with 53 dreamers and put together a project of cool. songs uh, sort of about america about the american experience and it's just so amazing and mind-blowing and uh to hear people sort of like articulate what it means for them and it's 17 different countries so there's so many different stories that sort of you know are portrayed and people sort of have the floor to express Hmm. themselves and another thing that i think is so special is because when you think about jazz and you think about what jazz is and like the idea that it was you know created by people who you know were disenfranchised and like this was like their way of communicating they weren't part of the american conversation about what it meant to be an American. And I think that, like, there's something really cool about seeing, you know, people who have their citizenship sort of hanging in the balance, talking about, like, what it means for them to be an American and having that floor and having that floor because of, you know, a a platform provided by jazz and by, Mm -hmm. and it's a a great, great communicator. Music is the great communicator, but... Did you come up through... I came up through jazz, so, like, that's what I played. You too? Well, I came up probably more... through country if you're talking about like initial introduction to music I was going to say Texas I, found, I assumed country yes. we got both kinds <laughs> country and western I do love classic country I like I like the old stuff but absolutely um, what I will say hang is, on though what do you consider old stuff are we talking Waylon Jennings Willie oh, Nelson yeah, stuff like yeah. that yeah me too of course. Waylon Willie Dolly Merle you know Bobby guys. Gentry yeah. all that sort of stuff cool. but um, what I will say is that when I was 12 I watched the movie Pleasantville hmm. uh, and I love them yeah. yes and that sequence where they're driving through like the magnolia trees and At Last comes on which of course was the first time that I'd heard At Last and it's Edda right yeah I was just like whoa yeah. like this is amazing so I went to like my local library and I checked out like an Etta James CD. I think actually, I think it was a compilation and it had like a couple other artists on there. And that was my introduction to a lot of the people that I've fallen so madly in love with. So that's cool. That was my introduction to that world. And I was also, before I was recording at night, I was like singing in clubs and singing with big bands and being sort of the girl singer. Um, and that was how I sort of got involved with that scene. That's so wild. Yeah, I don't understand I did, I how it started that. in the first place at such an early age. We've Were your parents so taking you to? Already, I feel like I'm sorry. I'm so all over the place. No, you're fantastic. That's how it goes, man? Yeah, singing just, competitions, just, just like you know. But you wanted to do it if you were already being. You were professional at 12, 13? What did you say? 12, 13? Your first album? Define professional. <laughs> no, I'm well, kidding. Getting, <laughs> technically, getting paid, I guess, yes. makes you professional. Yes. Even if it's five bucks. Yeah. I, I mean, I still feel like there's so much for me to learn. You know, there is. That's fine. It's yeah, just like I, I, I meet so many people and I'm like, I, I don't even know how I'm like on the stage with you right now. You're so talented. You know, like how am I on the same stage with so this person? So you're on a ride like, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Gosh, that's so cool. Yeah. How do you and Tommy deal with... I, you're not in the same you're in different bands now right yeah so how do you guys deal with I'm assuming a violently different schedules yeah I, I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily like mm-hmm. I think that one of the things that really works for us is the fact that like we both have our own things going on and you know we, we try not to go more than a couple weeks without seeing each other like mm-hmm. You know, I was I was saying earlier there was one year that Tommy did not step foot in the house for nine months but at yeah. the same time uh-huh. like I think there's something really good about that because I have my own projects and I feel, you know, like I would feel stifled if like I didn't have a chance to do them. And I'm sure he would feel stifled creatively if he didn't have the chance to be able to go do all the things that he wants to do. And having different experiences where you can like hop on the phone and talk about your day, I think is really important. It's like Mm -hmm. if you have the same experience and you're, you know, 
joined at the hip, so to speak. It's it's difficult to have a conversation at the end of the day, and yeah, you know, other than when your perspectives are identical, it's, there's exactly. not much to talk about. Yeah, so it keeps too. it exciting. Yes, me right. too. <laughs> you saw that too, right? Yep. <laughs> I spy is very boring. Um, can we shift gears and get to the Porsche then, just for a sure. second? Sure. Were you part of this decision? Was this a long process? Did he just bring it home one day? It was a very short process. Hey, babe, look. It's Uh, in the driveway. (laughs) Take a look. It's over here. There was a lot of of Craigslisting and a lot of searching, a lot of scrolling. There was a lot of scrolling. Uh, But he found, I think, the perfect car for him. And it's 1985, which is great. This is birth Birth year. Birth year. Um, I, I will say, like, it's it's making a convert out of me. I've just got to get over the hump of the sort of, like, I this is this thing is too perfect. I don't want to mess it up, you know? Oh, you do need to get over that hump. Big time. Big time. Yeah, close because your it's eyes. Not, it's, I mean, if anything, he bought the wrong car. You know what I mean? Because it's so stinking nice. It was so clean, so nice. The last two trips up to Breakfast Club, he's pining over every rock chip that's new yeah. that day. Meanwhile, we're all, like, bring it on, you know, following yeah. closely to get them because we're all like, it's a badge of honor. Um... But meanwhile, his, you know, he, of course, he listened to everybody's advice. Buy the nicest one you can. He did. It's stunning. But is he going to be able to enjoy it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't think he's had any problems like, okay. in, enjoying it. Sure. Like, he's, you know, concerned about the rock chips and stuff like that. Because that's just Tommy. You know, he, he takes good care of his stuff. And um, But, yeah, I think that we've already had a lot of fun in that car. And I so cool. enjoy it. So, But were you part of the decision making when it – or was he like, you know, Gus is this thing. And I was thinking it might be fun. Or... I mean, he doesn't need to ask me. I mean, it's like, you know, he's it's his own thing. When he's decided he wants to do something, like, I'm like, go <laughs> for it, babe. You know, like, yeah, no, like I, whatever I, I... one you pick, I'm sure will be awesome. You know? So it's not so much that, yeah, I didn't mean permission, but you just don't really care. It's like whatever he does, he does. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like it's like a, a learning experience, too. So it's like, you know, something that would be my preference wouldn't be his preference. He'd, you know, wish he'd gotten the one that he wanted. And if it doesn't end up, if it doesn't end up being the right one, you can always. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of yeah. them out there. Oh, we oh, we'd, we'd do a lot temporary. of. He could sell his at Breakfast cars, Club any week he wanted cars. to. Yeah. I yeah. think you guys discussed that, even with like the, the gear, which is another big component of our, our home is the, oh, the studio component. Yeah. Well, Telefunken too, no less. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think the last time I talked to you guys, you were maybe getting ready to have a guest that was, was he? Uh, the the owner, the, the owner CEO of Telefunken. Yeah. Yeah. Oh he's God. been here and um, he had a great time. Yes. <laughs> and he had okay. a great time cool. and um, we're doing more things together in the future and we're going to add music to this show from their studio. Very like, cool. It live, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, he's integrated really nicely into what we're doing. Yeah. He understands the sound quality needs and all that stuff for like, not just a podcast, but a show on podcast. Yeah, you know what I mean. This is not podcast gear. This is we're trying to do a broadcast type thing, Um, but also we're just—it's a good match with the whole Porsche element. Trying to get the Telefunken name back out there again in a contemporary fashion, so that we can start doing stuff together with Porsche. Well, there's a lot to look forward to. Well, yeah, but with you guys, I want to know how you are in the car now that we figured out you—you don't care about how you got the car. Um, So now that you have it, what was your first trip up? The breakfast club like did you it was it exactly what you expected was it different and i technically mean like your ride up to breakfast club it was a little slower than i anticipated which i thought was awesome because oh. tommy was definitely he's like i'm still learning this car and i appreciated that because you know there's a lot of sort of unanticipated turns when you don't know angela's cross super well and and those cars uh, literally do drive differently than other cars so you i mean you know, given we weren't going different. slow but it was a very res- a responsible ride so it's gotten it's faster it's increasingly faster every time we go which is fun 
Uh, and Are just you sort good of, with that though? No sickness, no uh, no, no, no motion. Oh, good. No, I love it. It's, awesome. it's a lot of fun. I play videographer a lot, so I'm like sort of like doing yeah. your art. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're just an holding artist. Holding an iPhone, <laughs> you do so many different things, and I've looked at your Instagram, and it's it's well, it's beautiful. Obviously, you're in it a lot, but even the things that you're not in, just the stuff. Um, or actually, maybe you have a different Instagram that I was looking at with just stuff. I do. Well, yes. So, sort of the idea is a lot of times when you post stuff, people are like, ah, you know, we don't care about this, yeah. you know, weird <laughs> ad from the '60s that you want right. to put all the stuff that I sort of. It's it's sort of like. I guess it's like an alternative to Pinterest. It's just like, oh, I want to look at this later. <laughs> but I, put I it like over it. There. <laughs> I like it. Well, anyway, I was over there and I was just like, all right, this is this is art because it's curation. It's, there's a whole bunch of stuff going yeah. on. I don't know. I've I've always been inspired by by old things, if that makes sense. I think that there's a, a lot of beauty that's sort of been lost. There's a lot that's been gained, obviously. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's something really cool. I agree. I mean, you, you look at the interior of a classic car, and it's just like, oh wow, the bad things, the way it's they were dazzling. made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's um, it's a trip. Yeah, I agree. The so craftsmanship of the general. old one is pretty cool Same. to see. The craftsmanship of the old ones is like so neat to feel, and t- like the tactical yeah. element of it is mm. so cool. The smells and all yeah. that stuff. Oh, so interesting. I don't know why I thought for some reason that you were having trouble with the who the heck is it that's having trouble with the. You know, the driving around of, up there. I don't know. Somebody you were talking to. Oh, you roll the windows down. You tell them. I Doesn't don't matter. remember. I'm the only one stuck on it. Um, what else do you want to talk about? What do you have for us? We, I mean, I have tons of things okay. here, but um, I noticed evidence of an animal. Are you guys dog dog people, cat, cat people? Okay. Cool. I pointed to her because she brought the cat to the relationship, okay. but the cat is 100% mine. It's crazy. You know what? 100% we, we have, crazy. We have two rescue dogs, and they have definitely picked pick their favorite you know like the pug is is my dog the otis our big boxer he's he's a daddy's boy so i'm sure the cat still loves her because mm-hmm. she saved her and everything but other than that it's kind of like eh. i wasn't around a lot i don't take it personally anymore <laughs> i worked a lot yeah, i wasn't home she's on the road a lot is it like you guys on the road a lot? and i had people come by and feed them often that wasn't me so like who knows what she knows but she loves you <laughs> See, our, our dogs have gotten a lot more territorial as they've gotten older. So what kind of dogs and what are the names? Otis? American or? Boxer, Bulldog Mix, and that's Otis. And then a, a pug named Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, they're, they're good names. But yeah, as, as they've yeah, gotten the whole older, they become more... March around. <laughs> Tiny little orange band jacket. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, but they, they've gotten more territorial to the point where uh, Tommy has, has basically trained Otis to bite me on the butt. Uh, if we like are like kissing or whatever, Otis gets very territorial. He starts sort of like dancing around. And the first time Tommy said it, I was joking. He's like, bite her butt, Otis. And he did it. And this dog has never bitten me in my entire life. But like, and Pepper's got his issues too. You know, like he's a. <laughs> Holy very smokes. protective. Yeah. That's a riot. He likes yeah. to, uh, when Tommy falls asleep, he, uh, Tommy's a side sleeper. So he'll jump up on his arm and he'll just literally just like sit on the side <laughs> of his arm and just sort of like stare at him. It's a, a weird. That's a trip. Yeah. Dominant behavior. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Breakfast Club? Yeah. Okay. What did you want to know about Breakfast Club? So how Club? did you guys decide to start that? Um, Whose idea was it? Well, mm. I mean, it wasn't, this was, what the result was never the intention. Okay. Um, but we did always want to do something that was different than everything else that was out there. We had been part of all the different clubs and mm. experienced them and they're all great, but there was something that we were missing. If that makes sense. Was it snacks? 
<laughs> no, <laughs> no, energetically, I'm speaking solely energetically yeah. and nothing that's tangible or nothing that you could even actually yeah. point a finger at, but it wasn't there. And um, we said, oh, well, you know, we have time now. We were rearranging our schedule. We were doing a life reshuffle. And uh, we started going up there for breakfast on Friday and we started just putting it out there, like on the Instagram that we'd already started. And, uh, you know, hey, we're going up to Newcomb's Ranch. All welcome. You know, yeah. if you want to come, come. It's not really. It's not a thing, but, and um, it, it was only maybe a couple months where it was just us having breakfast with like our friend Jose and maybe one other person, another mm. person, you know, here and there. And then it just sort of became a thing. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> did. I don't know how or when it just became a thing and we've just been consistent. We just, we do it for us yeah. and other people hopefully do it for them. And because of that, it's, there's a kindred vibe up there of there's no expectations. There's no, I'm expecting this yeah. from you. I demand this from you. You're supposed to be this way. You should, I've got my problems and let's talk about this bullshit. And there's none of that. Everyone's just kind of on their own terms and you just get, go up to, to, to be. And you know, there's a tremendous amount of creative people, a lot of musicians, a lot of there's artists, such a sense photog- of community. tons of photographers. I, I didn't believe, like, it's at like first a little I artist couldn't, column. I didn't know when it had started, but I like I was like, wait, they started. I just imagine that it had been like going for fifty years. Mm. <laughs> like that was the sort of thing that I I got when I went. I was like, it's it seems like it's been like a thing for like. A really I remember you asking years. me These about it. Are, you like, were ha- so like. <sighs> yeah, I had to like clarify. I was like, yeah. wait, you guys started it. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Well, you started something really, really special, Thanks. and it, yeah, it's the sense of community there it really makes you feel like uh, it's been going on for a long time, and I I, I hope it goes on for. For many years to come. Well, I don't think it's, I think we kind of realized this the other day. I think that you just sort of hit on it. We started something, I mean, I guess officially, but it it is its own thing now. So if we stop going, it's an entity that probably will go for years and years. Do you know what I mean? Like the original cars and coffee people probably Mm -hmm. aren't the ones laying out the cones anymore, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But a lot of other people do it. Um, I know a lot of other people have started them. They started one up north in Seattle. There's one in Vegas as well. So, I mean, it's almost like a franchise thing, even though we That's don't cool. get yeah, any money it off out. of that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> think yeah. about that. Uh, well, we're going to start doing merch and stuff for our particular one and everything. So I think at that time, because there'll be logos and everything involved, maybe it's the time to look into that stuff. Well, you but should charge commission in breakfast burritos. But it's like Breakfast Club <laughs> we stole. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it was just a bunch of oddballs. It was, the go- it was more... Um, I don't know, a little bit more 360 than the Goonies. <laughs> in my mind, it was the Goonies. We were the Goonies. A bunch of, you know, the oddballs are up there. People who are available on a Friday morning for one, you know? Yeah. So they go play in the mountains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, for us, it's getting fresh air. It's getting nature. It's getting her. It's The car is her mo- mobility a lot of the times for us. So Yeah. Um, and you guys have been together nine years? Yeah, almost We 10. met nine years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you guys meet? Accidentally. Through a friend, accidentally. Yeah, a mutual friend. That mutual friend we both used to work with. <laughs> Neither one did anymore. and The rest was history. We didn't get along at all. You know, butted heads. And then by the end of the night, eh. All right. <laughs> I don't mean were, it like that. That sounded terrible. Then you Not were that gone. way. <laughs> and you were gone for two weeks and I was traveling. And it was like, maybe I'll see you. Hey, Hopefully I I'll see you when you're I think some of the back. best relationships start when there's like zero expectations. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Low well, bar. Like authentic, you're like, yeah, yeah. I don't think you like me, so I'm just gonna just be me. It really was, and we had already we knew a lot of the same people. But like, she was a publicist, and I could not stand representatives. And I was a production person, and she was like, "You guys are dicks." And (laughs) you know what I mean? There was nothing on paper. It doesn't work unless it's a rom com. 
Yeah. No, I think the truth was, I think, that, you know, the old souls in us, whatever, yeah. I think those are the ones that met because there was nothing that we fought awfully for the first five years of our relationship. There's no reason we should have stayed together other than we just were like committed to it. <laughs> Does that make sense? You're not quitters. We That's were, no, but I mean, even when we first got married and everything, it was, forgive me for saying this stuff. I mean, we were, it was not two people who probably should have gotten married, but we knew there was something there that we were working towards and we both broke each other down. Not that we did it, but life. We both had that reshuffle thing, and then we both came out of it like, we are, I knew, I knew I knew you, and she's like, I knew I, you're who I want. And it's like, this is, now we're living. That's crazy. It's so now everything's a for gift me to every imagine day. you guys fighting. Really? Like, you guys have such <laughs> wonderful energy together. Well, people don't really know the old Nicole either. I'm saying Nicole because that's what it used to be. <laughs> the, there were transitions through my career that became my life that were not always awesome. I'll admit to that. I was not always an awesome human, but I was always really good at my job. So what do you want in life? I don't want that anymore. So had to get rid of a lot of that. Personalities. (laughs) (laughs) Marie Kondo, does it bring you joy? (laughs) (laughs) You don't bring me joy. But like this, this meekness, the way she, I mean, that was not, it used to be, this is how it is. To everybody. It was very people, controlling. Nobody believes that. Yes, I was very controlling. But, you know, I did PR. So, yeah. like, as an actress, like, you know, that side of the business is very regimented. We were talking yeah. about this, too. It's like, so my job was really regimented. So I became, as a person to be good at my job, very regimented. Mm-hmm. And I have no boundaries and self-control. And it bled horribly into my personal life. There you go. You're an example of that. And now... But this to me, it's it such a compliment because people don't, I mean, that's the work. She's done the work to become whoever she is today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. So what's your secret? This became a therapy session. How about, look yeah. at you. You did it. You did it. <laughs> so Dr. what's your Renee. secret? Really, it comes down to being present with yourself and owning your shit. Mm-hmm. Because we all. Yeah, take I, responsibility. Totally. It's, it, we all, I think, think different things about, about ourselves. And I think in the industry, it's easy to be swayed easily by what someone thinks about you or says about you or you wore this outfit or whatever the hell happens and like I got caught up in all that so not having my own boundary of that Mm -hmm. I had to learn how to create them and maintain them and it turns out I'm much less boundary than I thought I was Mm -hmm. so being able to be comfortable in that flexibility is really the key I found to like Enjoying your life, which is really all it ever comes down to. And I didn't before, so yeah, it's all new. Well, to, to bring it back to the Instagram thing that you were talking about before, um, I, I think that so much of that, the stuff that you see is just, it's like, it's it's posturing, it's people. And it's, oh gosh, it, the, the underlying there, thing, yeah. yeah, but the underlying thing is like something that like, you know, like I have so much empathy for. It's like people who just like want to be loved, they want to be respected, they want to be good at their job, they want to be, it's the same feeling. I think that's underneath all of yeah. it. And I think you really, you hit on it. It's like, you know, being prepared all the time and like making sure you don't drop the ball. It's like you wanted to be the best that you could and, and I'm glad you guys found each other. It seems same. like. We're incredibly lucky. Like uh, that's how we feel. We just had the conversation right before the show. I was reading some of the messages and stuff and we just, yeah. we're so incredibly grateful about what's going on here. We're so incredibly grateful about what's going on here. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we're a ball of gratitude, so I, I don't really, I can't imagine it getting any better, and yet I know it's going to be even tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is an amazing ride. We are you, so lucky. 
it seems like everything you guys create together is really magical, and this is no exception. Finally. This is so cool. Yeah, we knew that was happening. You know yeah. what I mean? We yeah. knew that was going to be there. We just had to shake the box up enough and let the stuff settle eventually yeah. to finally get there. Like the studio? This is insane. This Crazy. is weird. And our fun, our though, home right? is sort of like that, too. So you guys have to come over and see it firsthand. You said that. What part of town are you in? Uh, we're like uh, Hollywood Hills. Oh, so close. Yeah. Go- oh, yeah. great. No, it took me like eight minutes to get here. I was like, why are Ooh. we not hanging Holy out all the time? Holy smokes. I know. Bravo. Good to know. Yes. Yeah. And we'll change that. But yours is a musical studio in your house, Yeah, right? so instead of like a in-home studio, I always say we have like a bedroom in the studio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so our the majority of our house, like the entire top floors is basically, uh, it's like a kitchen and then like a, a live room and then... Tommy has like all of his gear and oh, it's like wait. constantly changing. But you, you guys would have fun. You'd, like, but it's a workspace too, right? I mean, oh, absolutely. So, it's, so, it's functional. It's, so when you have that and this in this case, it's to me, it's a little different than just having the Merv Griffin set in your house, like mm-hmm. the Seinfeld episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're doing something here. You guys are yeah. doing, you're creating something. Yes. You're, you're actually, it's it isn't 100% just functional. go look at in your underpants. Like yeah. that, that's not, that was never our intention. The environment for this stuff. of the whole space goes into play when it's creative space anywhere yeah. nearby. So you must see that. I mean, having a music, that's incredible that you can just go into a room and record how you feel. For me, I'm thinking creatively, um, it's a, it, you erase the stopgap of like, I have this idea. Oh, I can go put it, I can lay it down right now. Versus, uh, you know, I got to go book some time and get drive out to Malibu. And- <laughs> True. I, I think that, that that makes absolute sense. But I do think that there's also something I've heard Tommy express before where that's sort of like counterintuitive thing where it's like, it's in my house. So it's always here. So yeah. it's never quite formal work time. So it's, it becomes more casual and that's I'll what do it the later. breakfast club is going to end up helping him balance in my opinion. Yeah. Because it helped, it helped but us do the same thing. He's doing a damn good job doing whatever he's doing. But uh, I think that sometimes having it so close, you know, can almost seem, but, but it's, it's a passion for him and, uh, and I love it. And it's a, a a very nice, uh, it's very convenient for me, that's for sure, <laughs> when I want to record something. So I have no complaints. Are you still actively recording stuff right now? I am. I've been recording. I have so many songs that I haven't released, but that's what I was talking about earlier, the struggle as, as an artist, like articulating exactly what you want to say and presenting something that like, you know, you can authentically be like, okay, I'm going to do, you know, 30 performances of this music and be like this sort of person and present this way and this will be the imagery and like making sure that that's sort of on message with what you want it to be and it sounds exactly like you want it to. Aligning all that's hard. Do you write all your own music? Uh, somewhere in between. So I, I do write uh, a lot but I also do a lot of uh, sort of like old music so like American songbook sort of stuff or stuff from like the 60s. Like Cool. Yeah, so it's sort of a blend. Hmm. Neat. You're fascinating. There's yeah, more in know. there too, and I can't even. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm the yeah. I'm the clown at the party, and I'm just like. Yee, 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 yee. I know this much. I thought that much. was the big syringe. So. I thought that was. <laughs> no, that's a universe. That's a universal sign for syringe. Thank God. <laughs> Somebody was watching the show. <laughs> Yay, we have one. <laughs> uh, um, what do you want to talk about? I have more stuff here, but you said you have more. You, you, you have okay, questions. I, I ask. A, I ask a couple questions. It's your turn, and then I will. Resume my, my line of questioning. Okay. Um, <laughs> art. I'm going to say this because I, I called you an artist a couple times, but um, you, you, you're you a photographer, you're a musician, you're a, uh, an actor, you're all these things. Photographer, Are I you... would use that term loosely. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, you've got a, a tremendous amount of followers on Instagram who like your pictures and stuff, so. 
I'm going to call you I mean, photographer. Just, just go loose on the, on the photographer <laughs> thing. Yes, singer. Do you, yes, do you do anything? Do you paint or anything else? Do you do you have I that in you? Fiddled with it. Um, or anything you know, a little more. I, f- I fiddled with it. It's fun. Art. I just don't quite have have the talent yet. I need some need some classes. Mama needs some help. Um, <laughs> but it's it's an it's an interest. I could see doing that one day. You know, well, sort of what, down the road. What do you do? Like for you, what is your oh my relaxing thing? What does Renee like, do to kind of chill out, read a book? I like, like what's your thing? to work. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. So rather, it's you know, sort of like writing things. Like I was saying, like I, I wrote that piece on on John and his his new project. Or so you don't the, sit still. Mm-hmm. You're just always uh-huh. active. That's why no. I'm thinking you're constantly generating because you yes. just that's your personality. Yeah. That that's my my comfort zone. Like I wow. I do, and I'm as I'm getting older, I'm learning to enjoy sitting down. You know. And, you well, you're young. You'll enjoy I, it more. <laughs> smelling the roses kind of thing you mean yeah but just sort of like um not feeling that sort of drive of like i need to be doing like being able to to sit down and let that fade and sort of enjoy where do you think that comes from for you that constant chugga 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 like is it from uh, well is, is i worked i worked a lot when i was young um so i think that it became sort of the norm for me you to, were trained that way right yeah. but you were willing to do it i mean yeah. you yeah. wanted to do that uh, stuff yeah young. absolutely yeah i um but yeah, I think that kind of created um, a rhythm in my life, and also too. When just, you're doing things you want to do, it's it's easy to keep doing. It's totally. easier to k- keep yourself motivated to do them. I agree. Yeah. yeah. When there's an interest there, it's it's so much it's so much easier uh, to keep the ball rolling. So just yeah, like, and feel like you're moving forward, and you know, get excited by the process. Because you get to learn every minute, mm-hmm. every day, every time you're doing something that you like doing, you get to learn. I, I will expand on, uh, I will say I also enjoy learning. So yeah. working yeah. and learning, even with, um, like if I'm driving, I'm, I'm always sort of multitasking, which probably means I'm not I'm doing anything ask, at my full that's capacity. That's what I was going to ask about you. <laughs> but you are constantly going, you, you have a, a lot of energy, which I, is a good thing, I think. I do, I think. Um, yeah, but so like for instance with YouTube, I got like YouTube premium and like you can make playlists and download them in advance. So I just <laughs> plug in my phone and I'll be listening to like like Stanford lectures or TED Talks or like whatever. Like mm. all the stuff that I want to learn about, I make a playlist about it. So you do that in the car mainly. I'm a YouTuber. Yeah, I'm not night. watching it, obviously. I just sort no, of no, plug no, sure, it in and sure. I'm listening to the audio. But you've I made totally a point. do that at night. So. Yeah, that's cool. No, I just, it's a new concept to me of like having time to make a plan of like what you want to learn about to like, I love it. I love it too, but to me, it's the will. It's I've done it that way my whole life, but it's the will hunting concept to me. It's just mm-hmm. like the information's out there. If yeah. you put forth the effort to go learn it, Mm-hmm. The world's your oyster. Yeah, you can do anything. You can have anything. Well, that's the great thing about the internet too. It's like it's made all that information av- available. Mm-hmm. And like, if you touch on something where it really sparks your interest, you can fall down the rabbit hole about that. Yep. You know, <laughs> and and given I say all of this, Tommy is like puts me to shame with all of this. <laughs> really? He is. He said you're so subdued. Master, research master. <laughs> he talked about his old-fashioned microphones that he would chase and I stuff, but he seemed so chill. <laughs> yeah, but, that, but that's not the original tube, but then this was changed, and the ori- originally the grill was like this color, and this is better. Oh, I hope he saw he's... the Telefunken episode, because he would nerd out about the guy and how he started with all that stuff. Oh, yeah. No, he's just like at oh. Pensado's place, and all of like the, he's just constantly watching all of the, wow. the music-related. That's hilarious. Uh, learning content. So. I did not know that. <laughs> what are you guys? Batter's box. Where are what, you? What compressor you? would you take on a desert island? <laughs> I'd take a, like a solar cell phone charger and maybe like oh, so a have snack. <laughs> That's you want what your I cell phone to talk to people or for the games? Practical. GPS. GPS located. Come get me. Pick me up. Get me off this island. I got stuff to do. 
<laughs> Speaking of, what are your guys' plans in the future? Like, what's going to happen for you guys? Are you going to be an entity together? Or are you just going to keep doing what you're doing in the meantime, see where it goes? Or I think we sort of complement each other and support each other with, you know, what we're, we're good at. Tommy has been, like, such, like, a fantastic... Um, collaborator like with all of the stuff that we've put out together um we've we've put out some like some singles independently from since i've I've left labels and now too they're all like sort of like on 360 deals when we were talking about that i was sort of the last of like the good deals and restructuring for the third album and then sort of like to say hey i think that like also having the autonomy as an artist and not like going through an a and r department who's like approving certain things or whatever mm. like being able to be like hey this is what i want and this is what i want to put out or that doesn't feel like me now the, the problem of course becomes like oh but like is this the perfect expression of me or can i do better and that's where you get stuck in the mud sometimes but wow this part's fascinating to me yeah the, the, the nitty-gritty cool. of yeah of what you've had to go through to deal with all of that stuff like how how it all gets made how the soup gets made yeah hmm who else in the kitchen yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, and also too like when you you talk about like being on a, a major record label, like when A and R departments are like shifting their staff, it's like you get new opinions and new ideas, and like okay, are, the new people want us to go back into the studio and revise some of the tracks on this the second album. So you have to follow like what they say, even if it doesn't match up with. Well, I mean, it was all within I, the, I the s- world of. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's probably similar to development people for us, I think, right? Okay. I think so, because they're kind of helping mold you into whatever the heck they want you to be, right? Right. I mean, and given it was to, never, to, to make like, money. yeah, I mean, given there wasn't, um, no one was telling me to sing entirely different music. I mean, they weren't trying to make me into a pop star uh, by any means, because that's not necessarily like what resonates with me, but like sort of the um, the presentation, you know, and that okay. sort of thing. Like, and, you know, when you get new people, that was why my second album took so long was because we had, like, new people sort of come in and they had a different vision for what they wanted the album. And then we reshot the, like, the cover art and, like, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, there's something awesome about, and given, I am not complaining at all. I had the best time and everyone was so wonderful and I worked with so many great people. You don't sound like you're complaining. Okay. It's wonderful. You're, you're safe I mean I just like for you for your brand you're safe yeah well I mean because I was so grateful for that experience I was just saying that like you know when new people came in you know they just had sort of like different ideas and what they wanted um sort of the packaging to look like but as like an independent artist now like the, so much has changed yeah. uh the internet is here and like it's there's, there's something <laughs> uh, in, in a very big I think way. I'm gonna get one yeah we're going to wait till they work out the kinks, as Larry used to say. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Well, get on that YouTube. Yeah, you get on, That's get right. Get on the YouTube. Uh, that extra article, just throw it right in. Here's the thing. I used to poo-poo the YouTube. That's right. You heard me. I really did. And I didn't, uh, you know, the quality wasn't good. This is when it was, you know, when it, when it was sold for $680 billion or whatever the fuck, million dollars. Um, and I never really got it. And then one day YouTube got good. Yeah. You know what I mean? One day I looked back at YouTube and it got good and everything was HD and the quality was good. It was widescreen and the, you, the unlimited bandwidth, all of the stuff that makes YouTube what it is today. And then I became like a little bit, I went off the deep end a little bit. And I was like, oh, fucking YouTube. What do you want to learn? <laughs> it was like when eBay was new, except I wasn't spending money. I was spending time yeah. because I was watching all of this stuff. And I wasn't watching cat videos. I'd go down the, you know, you watch one thing that's totally plausible on a weird thing and six videos later you're in the craziest government conspiracy theory you could ever imagine that you had no intention of getting involved in but once i honed my skills a little bit i found out how much how much uh i could learn yeah and i do all of my uh i learned so much in the same way that you do before i just do it at at, uh at at night in bed yeah i'll just put it on and whatever it is but i'll have stuff set up to watch just like you and i find that um 
I don't know. I find that that maybe is the best thing for the internet. It's, I mean, well, there's a lot of things I think that have been presented by the internet that are fantastic. And one of the things that I was going to say is that there are so many artists that have a platform now and can get heard. There's so many talented people that don't live in LA or New York or. Is this a double edged sword though? Because because then now all of a sudden everyone has a platform, so it's hard to actually make money doing it. I think that there's probably a little bit of there's a lot of oversaturation, so like getting noticed can be difficult initially. Uh, okay. But um, I would say that that's the the probably the biggest hurdle for like a young artist or whatever, because like the idea is if you're creating, like, you know, you're on the same platform as ariana grande and like all of the other like everyone is posting their stuff on the same source mm-hmm. so sure it's more competitive but at the same time like you know but artists like me they're somewhere in the field. in the middle like it just pushes me to be better and be more competitive and also like i just i think it's wonderful because i think that great music deserves to be heard and like it makes me happy that someone who lives maybe you know in alabama or missouri like that they don't have to live in la or save up money to move to la to try to you know try to get signed in the two weeks that they can afford to be there that they've saved up to go on vacation um it makes me happy that they have more of an opportunity to get noticed and be heard and i think it pushes us all Mm. forward to create more and to create better content i love this viva la youtube totally (laughs) no seriously that's a great thing to end on even um i i I adore you i can't wait to get to know you better even off the yeah. air, you know what I mean? Just like yeah. hang out with you and just kind of well, we talk like about regular stuff. Well, we should have breakfast sometime or something. We should. Where yeah. do you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> I know this great place, but it's kind of a drive. <laughs> People who started it are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> um, please do come back sometime, though. And I please, though, let's stay social and yeah. hang out and stuff. Because we love it. you and awesome. Tommy. I'll add you on Instagram. <laughs> 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 Shall we? Let us take a look here. Request I, left my, I left my phone. Oh, oh I, I have what's to, the update? That's what I have to look. Brooke. There we go. Still requested. Still requested. I'm out. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm supportive, but I'm out. Oh, oh, see you later. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> Mrs. Ryan, who do we have tomorrow? Steve so, oh, tomorrow's Banya. Tomorrow we have Steve Heitner from Seinfeld, but um, in, uh, everything else. He, he's done so many TV shows, so many movies. We've seen him in everything. Um, you know his voice, and certainly you'll know his face when he's in here. Uh, and then Friday we are back to Breakfast Club. Yep, yep, yep. And are you guys, are you going to come this week? I think so. Okay, cool. Awesome. awesome. Well, I'm not putting you on the spot there. Which is yeah, no, I, I cool. think it's It would be great if you could make it. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then next week there's a bunch of good guests too but I don't remember right now so we'll wrap them off tomorrow Yeah, Mrs. Ryan I love you so much Renee said we love you love so you much lot. I love you guys <laughs> we love you at home please love one another and we will see you tomorrow yeah see you later you guys are